I'm going to be speaking about discipleship right now on those lines, the importance of discipleship, what a disciple is and what, it, what the impact and the change it's going to bring to us, not only as individuals, but as a collective body to the church, because this is fundamental and this is the whole essence of one of the commissions that Jesus says, go into the world and make disciples. Huh? Disciples? What's a disciple? You're going to know. <laughs> That's if you don't know already. But um, man, a disciple is a responsibility. Responsibility uh, that uh, God has given us. Anyway, the truth. What is truth? Truth. If you want to turn to John 8, 32. John 8, 32. Jesus says to those who put their trust in him, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. The truth don't necessarily make you free, because we speak the truth, and there's still people who do not receive this truth in order to be free. And if we go back, 1, verse 31, he says, Then Jesus says to those who believed him, If you remain or abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. There's that word, disciples, indeed. Now, indeed is a word that means for certain, without a doubt. Do you remember when they came to the tomb and it says he has risen, he has risen indeed, without a doubt. Now Jesus used this word, he says, if you abide in my words, if you remain in my words, in my commandments, if you hold on to, and if you apply what you're hearing to your life, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. Freedom, liberty is something that every soul yearns for. No one wants to be taken up the garden path for a ride and being ripped off. And when you're not free, that's exactly what's happen happening. You're being ripped off. You're living below your privilege. But Jesus says, you will know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. So, God's word, if we hold fast to it, Jesus says we are his disciples. Now, there's two kinds of people that come to the church. Well, three, maybe there's some that come and they don't believe. And there's some who come and they hear the gospel. And what happens? They hear the gospel that they want to be saved, but they don't want to go to hell. And that's good because no one wants to go to hell. 
And that's what Jesus has come, partly to do, to stop us from going to hell. So what they, some people do, they get saved. They know they're not going to hell, but they don't become disciples. They become converts. They've converted, but they're not discipled. So what's the difference, John? Someone who holds fast to my teachings is truly my disciples, Jesus says. So if Jesus says it, it's got to be important. If it's stated there, it's got to be something that's worth giving attention to. And as we know, what we give attention to is something that we value, and we value it enough to bring change into our lives. And that's what Jesus is saying. You're giving attention to my words because you value my words. So truth is, one, God's view and opinion. And two, the way to be free when you hear the truth is to value the truth. Give it the attention it rightfully deserves and it will bring a change to your life, in your heart. That's guaranteed. Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth you know will set you free. So a disciple is a learner or a pupil or a follower of Christ. He's open to learn. He wants to learn. He's giving attention to something and he's replacing his view and opinion to get an opinion. So up until that point, all of us come up until the point of meeting God, we've all had an opinion. But we lay those opinions down to adopt another opinion. And that comes by listening to God's word. That's the only way it's going to come. Jesus says, whoever holds on to my words is my disciple. He's my disciple. So we don't want to be converts. We don't want to just come to church. Okay, I know I'm saved, but I really don't want to grow. That's as far as it goes. I've still got my own opinion. A disciple is someone who's had a different opinion. Truth is God's view and opinion. So we've received God's view and opinion. We are learning from him. We are learners, disciples, and we're open to learn. Because he's the great teacher. He who holds unto my words, he shall know the truth. And the truth he knows will set him free. Freedom, what a big word. So that means you can listen to a lie. You can live by your perception of what is freedom and it's truth to you, but it's not the truth that sets you free. Because Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So, someone who has experienced a transformation of their soul because they have renewed their mind. Romans 12.1 Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we come to Jesus, when we got born again, we're born from above. We got born from above. In our spirit, our spirit was made brand new. But the soul is not made brand new. It's paid for, but it hasn't been renewed. The mind is in the part 
that we call the soul. That's why it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the soul has got to experience something that has happened in the spirit. And that comes by applying truth to your heart, giving it the attention. We only give attention to things we value. If you don't value it, you won't give it attention. We've all got the same amount of hours in a day. We've all got the same amount of hours. And yet, we've all find things in that day to do what we need to do because it's valuable. It's priority. You prioritise your time because you know things have got to get done. And it's the same. The same with God's word. If it's valuable, we want to adjust things in order so we can learn this truth and walk in the freedom that Jesus wants us to have. Turn to Ephesians 4.11. Ephesians 4.11. When I was talking about the church, the body, last time, I read from this, and it's come up again. It's so important, this is so important, what I'm going to read to you now. Let he who is hears hear what the Spirit has to say. Because we hear with our hearts. That's the place that Jesus says we listen to. And it's the heart that needs transformation. It's the heart of where we live out that it says all issues of life come out of. So Ephesians 4.11 And it reads... And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. I'm going to continue to read right on to 16. Till we come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunningness, craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by every joint supplied supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love hallelujah i remember reading that last time i remember reading that last time and it is a powerful powerful <coughs> verse of what of what of what God is really wanting to translate through Paul because what Paul is saying because it's Paul who wrote this he's saying that God has given pastors, teachers and evangelists the ministry for the edifying of the body so that saints can become mature can become disciples so that they can do the work of ministry and collectively, together, grow up in Christ, becoming mature 
as a body of people. And it says in God's word in Ephesians of Christ who is the head to be like the head to be like the head to grow up and to be like Christ who is the head to be mature because what it's saying God's word in Ephesians maturity comes by learning by being a disciple some and it says by the cunningness and the craftiness so you're not tossed to and fro tossed to and fro meaning if you're getting wrong teaching that isn't right that means that you could be doubt comes and all kinds of things come into our hearts and they toss us to and fro they steal our peace if you're getting wrong teaching you might get some saying sickness healing isn't for today God doesn't heal. Sometimes he does, sometimes he, do, he doesn't. If you believe that, you're going to receive that. You don't get healed. God wants us to be fully equipped. And it says for the teachers, the pastor, and for the evangelists to edify the body, to equip the body. The body's got to be equipped to be mature. So they're not immature and tossed to and fro that they don't know what they believe, but to be mature, that they don't get tossed to and fro, that they know that they are believed, and they, are, and they get sound te teaching, and through sound teaching, where Jesus says, if you hold on to my words, remain in me, you will truly be free. Sound teaching brings freedom when it's applied. Faith comes by hearing, but it only comes by hearing. You hear faith, and then faith without works is dead. You've got to apply for what you hear and put it into practice. And that's when grace enables faith to be effective. Grace kicks in when you apply faith to what you've heard. And you're saying, I believe it. Therefore, I do it. And then this is discipleship. And it says that the church in all things is like the head. The Lord Jesus Christ. Remember when Jesus went away and he says, I'm going away and it's for your benefit I go. And he says, but I'm going to send another one. Paracleta. A comforter. And he says he will live with you and he will abide with you and he will take what belongs to me, what I've said, and he will give it to you. He will reveal it to you. All of the faiths, all of the faiths, be it Islam, Buddhism, whatever it is, they can try to be like their teacher. Their teacher is saying, live like this, be like this. Christianity is totally different. When you are born again, you have the very nature, you have the very mind, you have the very desires of your teacher, Jesus. You have those inside of you, so God teaches you, as a Christian, not from the outside in, but the inside out. He's already got, we've already got the Holy Spirit inside of us. And the Holy Spirit, it says, he jealous, he's jealous. He's in, intensively, in the book of James, what it means, he's not like a little child, he gets jealous. and no, he don't. What it means, he's got a passion for the word. Because he knows this word's going to set your soul free. And what he does inside of us, he's saying, come on, read. Open. 
yourself to what you're hearing. This is truth. This is truth. Apply your mind. Give it the attention. Give it the value it rightfully deserves. This is what's going to bring you freedom, John. This is what's going to give you something where the flesh, society and the devil are trying to throw you to and fro by every cunning plan. If you apply your heart to this, this is going to happen. You're going to be like the wise man who built his house upon the rock, which the rock is the word of God, that when the storm comes, you're going to stand. You're going to stand. Because this is what Jesus wants for each and every one of us. He doesn't want converts. He wants disciples. He wants disciples. And as we value something and give it the attention and say, John, am I a disciple? And if not, I want to be a disciple. It's a choice. And it's what we value. What we value, we give attention to. Jesus says, whatever you give attention to, it's going to come back to you. If it's good or bad, it's going to come back. So he says, give, abide in my words, give attention, and you will truly be free. Freedom is there for us. In our spirit, we are free. But the soul is only freed when it abandons its view and opinions and gives attention to God's view and opinions and wants to adopt those opinions because it knows it's the truth. The truth for healing, the truth for prosperity, the truth for relationships, the truth for this world. And I believe that part of why the church isn't as active as it should be in, a society, in this society to make an impression is because there's a lot of converts and not enough disciples. When we, to be a disciple, it's going to be a huge benefit to you. It's going to be a huge benefit to me. It's going to be something that will answer a lot of questions that have been swimming around, that quite, it isn't really clicking, it isn't making the picture full. Discipleship makes things clear. Jesus says, come and learn off me. Learn off me. Learn off me. Now he's inviting you. He's giving you the ability to learn. He's giving you the comforter. He's giving you the best teacher who is the author of this book, the author of these words, already inside of you. So we've already got a head start. But what he's got, or what he wants, of which he can't put in you, and which he can't violate, he's giving you a will. See the will as an handbrake. You can do everything you want. You start the car, you rev it up. But you know the car, even though the motor's good and everything's running round, everything's great, the car isn't moving. But the car's good, nothing wrong with the car. It's because the handbrake isn't released. Your will is like an handbrake. Once you release it, you're going to get the benefit of what that car can do. It's going to take you places. You're going to have the comfort sitting there and seeing different things and experiencing different things. God is the same. He says, if you value my words enough, give it the attention and you will get the benefit of it. Truly you are my disciple. He says, go into all the world and make disciples. Go into all the world and make disciples. In Matthew 28, 16, he says, go into all the world and make disciples. Make pupils. Make those who do not know. Give them the desire to want to be taught. 
So that they can experience the truth that you've experienced, John. They can know the truth to set them free. This world needs Jesus. This world needs the truth. And if we, are, if we don't know the truth, but I believe it because the pastor says, or I believe it because it says that, but I don't know really where it is. And I can't really, God, it says in God's word, which we'll see later on, it says, let us show ourselves approved that we don't need to be ashamed, but we are able to rightfully divide the word of God. We rightfully divide it. We rightfully divide. He said, let us not be ashamed. I should know that. You ever know it? You, you know you should know, but I don't know where it is. Now, you don't get condemned in it, but what, it's great when you, you know where something is and you can point to someone you know first and foremost for yourself, but you can show someone else. Because when you show someone else the word of God, the word is living and active. They can see it. And it gives the Holy Spirit something to work on that can work in their soul to bring them to a place where they want to be learnt, where they want to be discipled, where they can experience freedom. And so it's important that we know the scriptures, we know the word. And the point why I'm talking about this tonight, Stuart will be talking next week, then in September we're having a discipleship course, a discipleship course in order to bring disciples that we know exactly what we know. And because we know, we walk in that freedom, we walk in that liberty, and we know how to rightfully divide the word of God. Now this isn't a knowing as if you're going to tick a box to say, oh, I know that and I've ticked it. This is a knowing that Jesus is on a bait that sets you free. Inside your soul, because you're already free in your spirit, you're born from above, we know that. But it's the soul, the will, the mind, the will and emotions where sometimes you get up and you just feel there's a heaviness going on. Sometimes you just feel a doubtful thought and you're feeling negative. And sometimes you might, your body might be aching and you're facilitating sickness by saying, I tell you, I've got a cold coming on. I've got this coming on. So all this isn't really the stuff or the words of life because the scriptures say that life and death, or death and life, is in the power of the tongue. It isn't scriptural. It isn't what God, the church, should be walking in negativity. And if we don't know, we're going to talk from things that we think we know. And we're going to get it wrong. And we're not going to experience the life of Christ. Because if he says, I'm a new creation, and I'm walking in certain or thinking a certain way and I'm allowing these thoughts to dominate me or I'm allowing sickness or I'm allowing certain things to happen in my life I'm not experiencing the new life Jesus says I've come to give you life and to give you more abundantly John 10.10 10. I've come to give you life this life you know what that word life zoe is the God kind of life now, you get the God kind of life in your spirit, but you get the God kind of life in your soul when you apply your heart and there's a transformation going to happen. Transformation. Metamorphosis has already happened in your spirit, but it's got to happen 
in your soul. In that mind, that your mind is renewed, being transformed. So, we've got to have a disciple mentality. Lord, I just don't want to be a convert. I want to be a disciple. Because I know, in your word it says, John Cole, I'm saying this, in your word it says, I will know the truth, and the truth I know is going to set me free. And if I remain in your word, I'm truly your disciple. You says, Lord, to go out and to make converts. Because when we, it says, equipping the body, equipping the body, equipping the body that they may grow into the fullness, into the head and be like the head, Jesus. So making, ministering to the body, that the body become ministering. Otherwise, it says, we'll be tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine, by things that aren't true, by what probably the witnesses say. But because you don't know where it is or what you believe, you know you believe it or you think you believe it. <coughs> we say, no, that's not the truth because it says there. And it's not just pointing to something in God's word. It's really knowing it. I can point to where it is. But because I've applied my heart and, uh, applied my, my heart and my mind, I've experienced a transformation of change in my life. So the responsibility of pastors and teachers is to equip the saints, the body, from being, or avoiding being tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine. You shall know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. It's so important that we know the truth and it sets us free. I'm nearly there now. Because I know that the concentration span <laughs> I know mine anyway. I want to take this in. It's not going to be long. So I get it in. And I just want to hit those pointers. And just give you food for thought. Because the preaching of God's word isn't to tickle, but to transform. To bring change. To bring transformation so we can walk in that freedom. Think about this. Think about what you're thinking about. Remember that? <laughs> Think about this. We need a discipleship mentality. We need, I need a discipleship mentality. I need that teachable way. I need to be the learn to someone who wants to be taught. I've got my L plates on. I want to learn. Jesus says, "You're truly my disciple, John." You can get born again and not be a disciple. You die, you go to heaven, but you're not going to be a disciple because a disciple, God wants you to make disciples. He says, go out into all the world and make disciples. It's powerful. I'm part of the solution for this society. You're part of the solution for this society. The young beings next door, they're part of the solution for their society when they go to school, when they go to college. They are in a place where they're coming with those who are looking for what you've got. They don't know they're looking for him. Like the old lady says, what are you looking for? She says, I don't know, but when I see it, I'll know. They don't know what they're looking for, but what they're looking for is the truth, really. They're looking for peace. 
They're looking for joy, but they're looking in all the wrong places. And there's some who haven't got the truth, who have been tossed to and fro, where there's some cults have come in and told them it's the truth, and they've believed that. It's the lie. Jesus says you will know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. So it's important that one, truth is God's view and opinion. Two, if this is the truth that's going to set me free, I've got to value this truth enough to give it the attention that I can experience freedom. And that comes through applying, applying my heart, giving attention to God's word. And it will take cost. And it will take an effort. Because you're like a salmon going against society, the flesh and the devil. You're going upstream. But Jesus has promised freedom. And it will far outweigh the temporary or the moments that you make it a sacrifice. Because it says in Romans 12.1, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. A dead sacrifice, don't move. He's dead all the time. You know why? Because he's dead. <laughs> but a living sacrifice has got a will. He says, I ain't doing that. Remember the will, the handbrake. He's got a will, I ain't going to do it. Well, you don't get it. But when you, your living sacrifice with your will, you release the handbrake through that illustration, you're going to get the benefit. You're going to benefit much more than you feel this is inconvenient. Value God's view and opinion and you're going to get much more. Much more. Jesus says, you will be free. Everyone wants freedom and we've got it and it's going to come through God's word. That scripture that talks about being approved and show yourself as um, a worker is 2 Timothy 2.15 if you want to write that down. And 2 Timothy 3.15 it says all scripture is inspired. 2 Timothy 3.15 to 16 and it says it's profitable for instruction in correction and for righteousness. So God's word is profitable, all scripture. And it says it's for instruction, for correction, and for righteousness. Knowing we're righteous, you walk there and you know that you can't be tossed to and fro by any teaching that says you're not. You know. And that's the knowing that sets you free. So we've already, God wants us to really develop a relationship with himself. That comes by hearing his voice. And how do we hear his voice? Through his word. We hear his voice through his word. And through that word, the word, the incorruptible seed, when it comes, it brings transformation. It brings change. And he wants us the, to know the importance of discipleship, to be equipped, not only for things in our lives, but for evangelism. Evangelism, it's not like beating the pulpit, like you see evangelists do. That is part of it. But evangelism is on the bus, at your workplace, at the station, in the hospital, in the shop. 
in your own where there's people it's just evangelism it's not God wants it he says go out into all the world as we know we live in a time where there's some people where they would say you've got to convert to this otherwise they're going to kill you but yeah a person could say that but yet he hasn't converted he's just said something because he don't want to die but with this you've got a free will and we've chosen to be believers we've asked God to come into our lives we believe his word that once we ask God to come into our lives we're born again that's the first stage we're born again we know we're not going to hell but God wants more than that he wants us to grow up into maturity into a, a state of mind where we know of what Jesus says as you adhere to my words give it the attention you're going to get come back off this job you're going to experience the true liberty of which is not just taught about but you're experiencing it we all want to experience God and I tell you, once we apply our hearts and we say, and now I, I'm not saying, as I'm saying this, that no one's not serious about reading God's word. But I know we could all, I know from myself, apply my heart more and read it more. Not to get God's approval, I'm already approved. We're not talking about grace now, we're talking about the power of grace in order to bring change, which is discipleship. And I hope that you know you will sign up there's going to be more about it it's nothing i tell you it's so it is simple it's simple because that's how jesus wants the word it's simple but it's so profound light as a feather but heavy as lead as one says god's word if you apply your heart to these simple truths man i tell you you will gain so much you're, you're, you're already blessed but you'll experience the blessing I want to experience this blessing I want to experience this life I want to experience this victory I want to experience this health I want to experience the peace of mind discipleship, that's the way I'm just going to close in a bit now so everyone it says in Matthew 7.24 Everyone must build his house on the rock. Everyone must build his house on the rock. Some have interpreted the rock as Jesus, but it's not. The rock is the word. He says, everyone who builds his house on the rock, when the storms come, have we got that up there? Matthew 7:24. When the storms come, the the house will, will stand. The house will stand. See your body as an house. And you're building your life, your spirit, your soul, and this outward tent, temporary place of dwelling, on God's word. And that's the word that Jesus says, if you hold on to my words, my teachings, you are my disciples, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. It's a powerful statement. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth. I am the life. And it's, and it's real. And as we apply our hearts to what we've heard, to what we've, we've just heard right now, and really give it the careful consideration that I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to commit myself to that. Because that's one word, commit yourself to it. That brings change. If you say I might do it, 
the heart is only an half expectation that maybe I will, maybe I won't. Because the heart knows, only obeys what you say. And if you say, I'm going to do that, the heart is in expectancy and it's giving value to what you want to do now. And as you give value, as God is true to his word, you're going to see transformation on a big scale that is not only going to benefit you, but as Jesus says, go out into all the world and make disciples of all the nations and baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's a great commission. And he's given us the confidence to do it. But the confidence in first learning, receiving and then going out. That's the confidence he's given us. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that what we've heard is not just something to fill in our hour or this Lord's space of time. But Father, we value your view and your opinion. That as your son Jesus says, that we will know the truth and the truth we know. Your words as we remain in them, as we give them the attention that they rightfully deserve, that this truth sets our souls free. Lord, not only freedom for us to enjoy, but freedom to fulfil the great commission of being your disciples and making disciples of those who are looking for the truth. Lord, we thank you that we are equipped, that we are equipped, Lord, with your word. We are equipped with, Lord, the speaking of your word. We are equipped with, Lord, reading your word and knowing that the entrance of your word brings light, knowing that the entrance of your word brings transformation, knowing that as we hold on to your truth, that we're going to experience the power and the life of what you says, that you've come to give us this Zoe life. We've already got the life, Lord, but we thank you, Lord, that we're going to learn how to release it to a greater degree as we apply our hearts and we give our mind and the attention to your word that we're going to have a comeback of what your word will do in our lives and in the lives of those who come in contact with us. We give you praise because we know that your kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. We give you praise because we know, we know we're part of the solution and not the problem. And we know, Father, that you are what the world is looking for. And we thank you that we are light and we are salt. And we give our hearts to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.